What's up, everyone? You're listening to the Gridiron Fantasy Football Podcast for Friday, October 15, 2020. And I am Chip, I'm your host, and thank you so much for listening today. If you're a new listener, thank you so much for enjoying us as well. If you'd like to share our podcast, you can find us over on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Amazon Music. If you'd like to watch us, you can watch us over on YouTube at Gridiron Fantasy Football. So, you know, please support the show, hit subscribe so you don't miss any more episodes. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about all the Week 6 matchups, all my starts and sits for Week 6. Uh, but before us, let's go into all the news that took place on yesterday, because yesterday was a big day for the Kansas City Chiefs and what it means for Clyde Edwards, a letter owner. So Le'Veon Bell got released from the New York Jets, and he had his option to sign with any team he wanted. The options were the, the Dolphins, the Bills, and the Chiefs. He decided to sign with the Chiefs, which I think obviously is great news for the Chiefs organization for getting another playmaker on the roster. But unfortunately, this really caps what Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is going to bring you when it comes to fantasy. Now, a lot of people were excited about Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I know I was, but then, you know, the draft stock that you had drafted him was pretty high. You probably drafted Clyde Edwards-Hilaire as your number one running back. And it looks like you're not going to get that production out of him now because of Le'Veon Bell. I think that when it comes to what Le'Veon Bell brings, he brings a different dynamic. He is still a pass-catching running back. He does have the ability to run between the tackles. So I think that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire still does get his his touches. He still, I think, still leads the Chiefs' backfield in touches. It just obviously caps out what his upside is going to be because Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has a huge ceiling to to give you great games. We haven't seen it since the first game of the season, but now with Le'Veon Bell on the roster, it really limits it. And now you have to look at Clyde Edwards-Hilaire as a RB2 for the rest of the season. Now, Le'Veon Bell still cannot obviously be with the team because based on COVID protocol, the NFL has to, you have to give the, the you have to have six days of negative testing in order to go to the team. So Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has one more game this week against the Bills where he's going to be the workhorse. And then he possibly he'll have weeks, you know, week seven as well. But by that time, um, l- looking at some of the tweets that I saw from Adam Scheffner, he said that he can, the earliest that Le'Veon Bell can practice is Wednesday of next week. So I don't know how that's going to play out when it comes to how ready he'll be to be available for the Chiefs. But it looks like at least have one more game with Clyde Edwards-Alaire as possibly RB1 this week. But it's just unfortunate because everyone was really excited about him, especially in fantasy. You know, he, he goes to the best offense in football. He goes to, obviously, the best situation for any running back that was a rookie. But now with Le'Veon Bell, it's going to be fun to watch from an NFL fan standpoint. But if you're a Clyde Edwards-Alaire owner, it really hits your team hard because now you have to figure out, how do I how do I get an RB1 on my team? So... I would try to trade him if you can, if there's something that you can do to try to get an RB1, package him up with somebody else. But unless you're unless your team's strong enough where you can, you know, sustain having what's what it's like to be, you know, having like a guy in the timeshare like that. I mean, it's not it's not saying that's not doable. I think Clyde Rizzler still has value, but I do think that are we gonna see what like maybe Alva Kamara, Mark Ingram situation like we did a few years ago when Alva Kamara became a rookie. And he was on the Saints, and he was trying to, to kind of you know fill out his his spot on the roster. And you know at the time they had Adrian Peterson, you know they had Mark Ingram, then obviously they drafted Alvin Kamara, 
And then Alvin Kamara ended up being a fantasy star. And both Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara were both fantasy stars. So I do think that there's potential of that still being the case. But I don't know. You know, Mark Ingram is a different running back than than uh, obviously Le'Veon Bell. So, you know, Mark Ingram is more of that power back. Alvin Kamara is more of that finesse back. And, you know, with Collier Edwards-Solaire, he has struggled on the goal line. He's been dealing with, he has so far seven rushing attempts at the goal line and zero touchdowns. So, it's been one of those things where do they have to come and find somebody who can a little bit bigger for back to to take those goal line carries, and I think Le'Veon Bell kind of fits that that bill. So uh, it's unfortunate. It's fu- it's fun watching the Chiefs. It was fun watching Clyde Edwards Hilaire because I was really really excited to kind of see what his upside is and him take over games. But he now has to be more efficient. Now he has to be once he gets the ball, he has to do a lot with that. And I think that uh, like I said, he still has some some obviously valuing fancy. But it's going to be more of an RB2 situation. But, you know, overall, from a football standpoint, I mean, I don't know what the, the defense are going to do against the Chiefs. I mean, they, they have to deal with Hill, Kelsey. They got to deal with Hardman, you know, and Watkins when he's healthy. Now you got Clyde Rizalaire, now Le'Veon Bell. Like, it's going to be hard to, to defend that team. But um, overall, if you're a football fan, it's a, a cool signing just because it's going to be fun to watch. But from a fancy standpoint, it's it's a little discouraging. Now, moving on to some injury stuff. So, Devontae Adams, you know, he's been out for a few weeks. He practiced in full uh, so far this week. So, he's good to go on on Sunday. So, if you have him, put him in your lineup. And then, Deontay Johnson. So, Deontay Johnson. So, we saw Chase Claypool break out on Sunday. He had, you know, three touchdowns receiving and a rushing touchdown. And it's all, not all because of Deontay Johnson went out. But a lot of it was because Deontay Johnson was hurt. So, obviously, gave Chase Claypool more of a upside for that game. So then he uh, he returned to practice on Thursday. So it was limited, but this was when I did the waiver wire show that with Chase Claypool, everyone he was the top free agent ad for this week. But if Deontay Johnson is going to play, I think that obviously caps his upside. So I do. I think that's an important piece of news because if you do have Chase Claypool, it's going to be it'll be cool to try to play him. But you have to understand too, like there's going to be some upside limitations if Deontay Johnson is available on Sunday. So pay attention. I think obviously Claypool is a good play. He plays Cleveland this week. But like I said, it limits his upside when it comes to Deontay Johnson on, on how he's going to, you know, practice this week and if he's going to be a you know active player this week. And then just breaking news this morning, the Colts facility has been closed. Uh, there was a, in the organization, they had a, a, some positive cases come back this morning. So as a precautionary measure, they decided to close their facility the game should still be on. You know, it's the Colts play the Bengals this week. So this is another another week where we got to deal about, you know, deal with is the game going to be postponed, canceled, rescheduled. So you just got to be careful on your roster and just continue to have a contingency plan just in case. And the same thing with the Falcons. The Falcons, you know, they had they had some outbreak go on in their facility. They closed their facility for precautionary measures as well. As of this morning, there hasn't been any news that took place that indicated that the game was not going to be um, played. So it looks like that game is still on, but still continue to look at the news just in case you have to pivot. And then just some quick uh, fancy ads for this week because, you know, obviously waivers in most leagues ran overnight Wednesday to Thursday morning. And just like expected, the most fancy ads that we had this week was Chase Claypool is the number one guy. Um, Justin Herbert was added in a lot of leagues. Justin Jackson, when he was he was available out there, he was available. 
And then Alexander Madison, he was added. He wasn't added as in many leagues. He wasn't the top guy because Alexander Madison was owned in a lot of leagues. So with that being the case, he was not the top guy added just because he was already owned in a lot of in a lot of leagues. And then you got Mike Williams. He was available. I mean, he had a great game on Monday night. You know, we don't know the stats of Keenan Allen, but the Chargers do have a bye week. So Mike Williams, I don't know how his upside is going to be, but he was he was another ad that was was there as well. And then the most fancy drops this week was uh, AJ Green was the number one guy. You know, he he hasn't really been doing anything. He's been playing injured. So, sounds like he has a hamstring issue that he's dealing with. Looks like he uh, is going to try to play through it, but. You know, AJ Green right now is just it's just one of those guys that just not not going to I mean it's week it's been five weeks and he's had a he could have potential close or good games because of some of the touchdowns that were missed between him and Burrow. But I think that AJ Green is just gonna be a guy that maybe a bi week fill in and hope that he does something when you when you play him. But he shouldn't be rostered right now just because you can't trust him. And then Deanners Johnson was was Dropped. He was one of the main main drops this week as well. I think a lot of people weren't sure how the, the Browns were going to use him. I mean, obviously he he definitely brings value because if Kareem Hunt goes down, the Ernest Johnson is the only guy that's going to be there, you know, to back him up that has the potential to to do anything in fantasy. So uh, I think if he's available, if you have the bench space, I would add him, even though he was dropped. And then Russell Gage, you know, Russell Gage had a, a couple of good games early in the season. People picked him up, played him. Had you know had nothing, you got nothing out of him. So uh, Russell Gage it was dropped, and then uh, you got you know Leonard Fournette. He was dropped. Leonard Fournette. He was a guy that obviously uh, was hurt. So a lot of this, a lot of this list here is a lot of injured players. I mean, this is what happens when you you, you have all these guys that you, that you want to pick up in free agency during the waiver wire period. You have to drop dead weight. So these are some of the names that I'm not shocked with any of these names that were dropped, but. Um, with that being the case, let's go on into the the week six matchups and all my starts and sits. And the first game we're going to start off with is the the Texans versus the Titans. You know, the Tennessee Titans are favored in this game by three and a half points. The over-under is 52.5. Now, obviously at quarterback, at quarterback, you're going to start Deshaun Watson. You're going to start you're going to start Ryan Tannehill. Um, at running back, you're going to start Derrick Henry, David Johnson. And I think David Johnson is more of an RB2 this week, but he's he's a startable player. Now, wide receiver, really the only wide receiver playing for the Titans is AJ Brown or AJ Brown. I don't think Corey Davis is clear, Corey Davis is clear to play yet. And same with Adam Humphreys. I know they were taken off the COVID list, if I saw that correct, but I don't think they're clear to play yet. So AJ Brown will continue to get all the targets, which you saw we did on Monday night. Had a good game coming back, so he had about twenty-one points. Uh, if you play in a PPR league, so he's he's definitely a, a must play this week. Same thing with Will Fuller. Will Fuller. You know, in the beginning, of the, the beginning of the year, we weren't sure exactly how that was going to play out because he just wasn't, it was very hit and miss. Seems like he's been consistent the last few weeks. So I think Will Fuller is a safe play. And then my boom bust candidate. So we all know that a lot of people dropped Brandon Cooks the week prior, and then he comes out and has a 30-point game. I think you got to be very careful with, with Brandon Cooks only because he's definitely a talented player. However, you have to make sure that you're not chasing the points and trying to put them in your lineup because this is not the best match. The Titans have a very good defense. So with that being the case, Brandon Cooks, just be be you know aware that you could have another zero-point game for Brandon Cooks. It's not likely, but I don't think you're going to have a 30-point game either. So uh, Brandon Cooks, if you have him, if you need to play him, I understand that, but he's more of that boom-bust player for this week. And then a tight end, the only tight end you're going to play right now is uh, Junu, uh, Johnny Smith for the Tennessee Titans. 
he got he continues to have a great season. Um, had a great great money night game. So I think Smith is a tight end that you want to play in this game. Then moving on to the Bengals versus the Colts. Like I said earlier in the podcast, this game continuously has to be monitored because we have no idea what the how the COVID tests are going to come back if they're going to be positive if they have to shut down the facility for a longer period of time if this game's even going to be played but um, as of right now I think that they're not having knee-jerk reactions they're going to kind of let things play out because I don't think any player I think it was all in the in the front office I don't think it was any player but more, we haven't that's all the news I have as of right now but right now in this game you know the the Kansas City, the the Bengals the Bengals are favored or the Colts are favored in this game the over-under is 46.5 and you know, the Bengals right now, I, from a quarterback standpoint, you're not playing any quarterback. You're not playing Joe Burrow. And you're not playing Phillip Rivers. You know, Joe Burrow struggled against the Ravens that were a very good defense. And then now he plays the the Colts who have the number two pass defense. So I, I, I'm concerned about Joe Burrow this week in the sense of his fancy upside. So if you have him on your roster and you have a better option, like a streaming option, then go with that. But I'm going to sit Joe Burrow and Phillip Rivers. And then at running back, you're obviously going to play Joe Mixon and Jonathan Taylor. I understand Joe Mixon. He had that huge game a couple weeks ago. He had an average game last week, but he's on your roster. You have to play him. I mean, he's a guy that could have that those breakout games, and he's probably your RB1. And you have to you have to continue to play him. Same with Jonathan Taylor. You know, this this, this Colts offense has really been hindered by Phillip Rivers' play, in my opinion. And I think that with Jonathan Taylor... He continues to have value because he can get those touchdowns because he can break t- break out a seventy five yard touchdown run, you know. But um, it's one of those things where he does. I think that offense is just limited based on Philip Rivers and them getting to the red zone and goal line attempts and all that stuff. But I think uh, Jonathan Taylor still is a playable, you know, player in this game. And then at the flex, you're going to play Naheem Hines. I think that he still has flex appeal. Probably doesn't have the biggest upside, but I think that you know if you're struggling to find somebody. To play in the flex, I think Hines is a good option. At wide receiver, uh, you're going to play Tyler Boyd. You know, I think Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins are more of a flex play this week. Same with T. Y. Hilton. Um, like I said, upside is a little capped with the quarterback play. So with that being the case, I think they're decent flex options. And then for a boom bust candidate, you know, obviously T. Y. Hilton has been struggling with the Colts, but I think Zach Pascal, because he's the second option as a wide receiver on that team, I think he has some appeal. Not a guy that I would play, but you know, if you're in deeper leagues in a 16 team league and you have deeper rosters, you may you may have to play them. And then a tight end, you're going to sit uh, Drew Sample, um, and you're not going to play any tight end for the, t- the the Colts this week. I just think that right now we saw what happened with Molly Cox last week. He was he had a couple games that were doing he did well, then threw up a goose egg last week. You know, Trey Burton, obviously he, he's not a startable player right now, and Jack Doyle, it's just it's just not a, a not a tight end uh, play that I want to have in this game. So. Uh, it's just one of those things, very, very little fantasy, you know, players that are going to be started in this game, but there is at least Joe Mixon and Jonathan Taylor. And then moving on to the Falcons versus the Vikings. Like I said, the Minnesota Vikings are, they are favored by four points and over under 54. Like I said, this is another game that could potentially have some complications with the COVID stuff. So as of right now, there's no indication that the game's going to be canceled. So with that being the case, I think that when it comes to what, what you're going to play, who you're going to play at the quarterback position in this game, I think Kirk Cousins is a streamer this week. You know, obviously the Falcons are awful on defense. Every, you know, he the Falcons give up good fantasy. You know, Teddy Bridgewater had a 25-point PPR game last week. I think Kirk Cousins, with the weapons that he has, I think, he, you know, he has a decent game where you can stream him just in case you have a player like Joe Burrow or somebody that you have to bench because of, 
you know, the matchup or if something happens with the COVID and there's a postponed game or whatnot. But Kirk Cousins is a streamer this week. And then you're sitting Matt Ryan. You know, Matt Ryan, it's hard to it's hard to sit something like this because at any moment he could have a huge game. But if Julio I don't think Julio Jones is playing this week. I think he's gonna be out one more week. It's crazy to see how much Julio Jones means to this offense in a sense of they have all this talent. They have Calvin Ridley, right? They have Hayden Hurst, they have Todd Gurley, you know, they have Russell Gage, they have they have pieces there. But it's crazy to realize how much Julio Jones means to this roster based on how that offense runs. And right now, like as I mentioned in the podcast earlier in the week, that Matt Ryan has not thrown a touchdown pass in 11 quarters. His last touchdown pass came against the Chicago Bears in the first quarter with to Hayden Hurst. So like ever since then, he has thrown a touchdown. So I, I rather I rather sit Matt Ryan just to see what he does. If the, if the new if the new coaching, you know, like Raheem Morris is now the new coach for the for the Falcons. How's the offense and him him and Dirk Cutter? How do they connect on a sense of how they want, want to run the offense? Do they go back to the basics and just go more run heavy? Um, because if that's the case, I think Todd Gurley is a, a fine start this week. He's more of an RB two for me with the upside because he can, like I said, he gets he put together his best game last week when he had you know the rushing yards and the two touchdowns. So he definitely had a good game. Does that continue this week against the Vikings? And obviously, you're going to play at running back Alexander Madison. So Dalvin Cook is not going to play this week. They're not going to enhance his groin injury. They're worsen when they have a bye week next week. So I think Alexander Madison is a huge, huge, you know, he has, he has a huge game this week. I think he's definitely something that you could start with confidence. And then at wide receiver, you know, you're going to play Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. They're, they should have big, both of them should have big games this week because we saw what happened last week with the Panthers, DJ Moore. DJ Moore has been struggling. He got a touchdown last week. Robbie Anderson continues to you know, be one of the better players on the Panthers at the wide receiver position. He had a good game. So I can see Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson both having good fancy games this week. And then on the Falcons, you're going to play Calvin Ridley. And then, like I said, you're going to sit Julio Jones because he could be hurt. And do you want to risk it? I mean, I understand he's your best wide receiver on your team, more than likely. So if, he, if he's active, you want to play him. But you may only get a quarter or a half from him if he regains re-aggravates his hamstring and I think Russell Gage is a boom bust based on the potential of what happens with Julio Jones so I know he's been dropped in a lot of leagues I know he's been disappointing but you know he's a guy that he's one of those high risk high reward players and then at tight end you're only going to play Hayden Hurst in this game um, Hayden Hurst continues to, get strugg- continues to struggle right he hasn't had a really had a good game since he played Dallas he's only had like 10, 10 yards received in the last two games so Hayden Hurst is a guy that he still gets six targets. So he's still involved. It's a matter of how efficient those targets are. But I think you still have to play Hayden Hurst for now because at the tight end position, it's it's awful. So like you want to try to, if you can get an Eric Ebron or someone else like that, then that's one thing to pivot to. But right now, I mean, if you don't have some of the top guys at tight end, you're just, you're just trying to, you know, you're playing Russian roulette with who you, who you have at tight end. And then going on to the Broncos versus the Patriots, you know, the, the, this game got postponed. They got pushed back to this week. So a good thing for the Patriots Patriots because they get Stefan Gilmore back on defense and then Cam Newton comes back. But the the Patriots are our favorite in this game by nine and a half points. The over-under is 45. At quarterback, you're gonna start Cam Newton. You're not playing Drew Locke against this Patriots defense because he's supposed to come back from injury. So he's a he's a player that you're not gonna play. And then a wide receiver, you're gonna play Julian Elliman. I think he's really the only player you can actually start in this game when if cam newton is obviously playing which it looks like he will be then julian element it becomes a decent play because 
it looks like him and Cam Newton have a connection, so I think he has a better game this week. And at the flex, pick and choose what Patriots running back you want to play because obviously I think Damian Harris gets the bulk of the carries. Then you got James White and Rex Burkhead, who obviously are PPR options that are more receiving running backs, so they do have some flex appeal there. I think Jerry Judy, I know he he potentially could be a good flex option only because he's the number one wide receiver for the Broncos. However, we know that the Patriots can shut down their best offensive asset. And I think that's the case with Jerry Judy. So he may have a he may have a very quiet game. And then from a boom bust standpoint, I think Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay are the boom bust candidates for this game only because you know Melvin Gordon was charged with a DUI this this week. It's not that they haven't committed to him playing this week. He has not been suspended yet by the NFL. So we don't know exactly how that's going to play out. But Philip Lindsay, if Melvin Gordon is out, Philip Lindsay does have some appeal there. But the Patriots are pretty good on defense. So it just, I understand if you have to play him, I get it. But uh, it's, it's, I just, I just want to limit the upside for those two for this week. And then same thing with Tim Patrick. You know, Tim Patrick had a good game, you know, his last game that he played. So I think if Jerry Judy gets shut down, I think Tim Patrick has a chance to have a good game. And then obviously we don't know the stats for, of Noah Fant right now. We don't know if he's going to be playing this week. So he's a guy that you're going to sit in this game. Um, but and, and I think that the Patriots defense are a great play in this game uh, for for fantasy. So I think that uh, with that being the case, let's move on to the Washington versus the Giants. You know, the Washington football team, you know, they're, they've been struggling. You know, we... They they went moved on from Haskins. They brought in Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen gets hurt. Alex Smith is now the starter, but it looks like Kyle Allen is going to be back. But uh, I, this is going to be one of the the I think one of the uglier games of the week. Um, the Giants are favored by two and a half points. The over under is forty two point five. And then like I said quarterback, you're not going you're going to sit Daniel Jones and you're going to sit Kyle Allen. I don't think they're those are two good fancy options with any upside this week. I think at running back, Antonio Gibson it continues to be a guy that you can be more of an RB2 this week. Uh, I think Devontae Freeman, he's a low-end RB2, kind of a flex for me this week. Devontae Freeman has, you know, obviously we were trying to see what his workload is going to be like. Looks like he's going to, you know, obviously take the bulk. So I think he is a good flex play just because it looks like he's going to be the workhorse back now. He looks like he's in football shape. Looks like he has more, more of a, a piece of that offense. So I think that he's a good play this week. And then at wide receiver, you're going to play Terry McLaurin. I think that's a good play. Uh, his upside is going to be a little limited, but I do think that just based on the offense itself. But I think that you have to play him just like anything else. He's he's one of your guys that you just can't just you can't bench Terry McLaurin. Um, it you don't I don't unless you have just have a stout wide receiver core. I don't think that you can then sit Terry McLaurin. Um, but I do think that when it comes to the Giants, I mean Darius Slayton. You know, he's more of a flex play, like a wide receiver three for me. You know, Golden Tate, he's kind of a boom bust guy from this week. He's like a wide receiver four. Uh, so with that being the case, I mean, there's some options here if you need them. At tight end, obviously, Evan Ingram is a guy that you're going to play without, you know, without hesitation because he, you know, you, you want to, like I said, tight end is such a thin part of fancy right now that he's getting the target. So, you want you want to chase the targets and you want to try to you know hopefully get a touch and out of them, but and I think another flex play for this for this week for this running back you know for the running back position for the Washington football team is JD McKissick. So obviously Antonio Gibson's there; he's getting the majority of the work, but McKissick is getting a lot of the reception. So I think that if you you definitely need the help, I think JD McKissick is a good option there. 
uh, in this game. And when it comes to the Ravens versus the Eagles, you know, the Ravens are favored in this game by seven and a half points to over under 48. And obviously you're going to start at quarterback. You're starting Lamar Jackson. I'm not playing Carson Wentz in this game. I think, you know, I, I that team is just struggling too much because we don't know the stats of Deshaun Jackson or um, Alshon Jeffrey. So with that being the case, I think Carson Wentz is a start. Is a, he's a sit this week. And at running back, you know, obviously Miles Sanders, I think Miles Sanders needs to be played every week. I think that it showed against a good defense against the the Steelers that he's able to produce. I think with Miles Sanders, you just have to play him because I don't think you have the luxury of not playing him unless you unless you're able to have Madison or you have James Robinson or someone like that. But Miles Sanders is a guy that you have to play this week. And then for the for the Ravens, I'm Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins continue to be that flex play for me because I don't understand who's gonna get the most of the carries. It's just a crapshoot to understand like if Mark Ingram or J.K. Dobbins are going to get the carries or Gus Edwards because they're all implementing the offense. And I, I just don't want to have you guys start somebody that may have limited upside, but um, they're more of a flex play for me. At wide receiver, Marquise Brown, you're playing him. You know, I think that he's uh, he's the number one wide receiver for the, the Ravens, so I think you have to play him. And then, you know, I know Travis Fulgham was the, the hot waiver wire pickup this week. I think you can play him if you if you need that that help, but uh, I don't I don't think that he's gonna have a big game. I think that it's gonna be one of those games where you know, he's had two good games so far, but I think Fulgham could have his his upside limited based on that Ravens defense. And then at tight end, you're gonna play you're playing Zach Ertz, Zach Ertz and Mark Mark Andrews. I know Zach Ertz has not been playing well, but I think that you know he's a guy that he's Carson Wentz's top target, so. I think that you have to play him, and hopefully it turns around for him. But uh, it's it's one of those things. It's, it's hard to it's hard to sit someone like Zach Ertz, and then like I said, you're going to start Mark Andrews. And then moving on to the the Browns versus the Steelers. You know the Pittsburgh Steelers are, are favored by three and a half points. The over is fifty one. Now in this game, you're going to start Big Ben. Big Ben is having a great season so far, and the Browns defense is a tough defense, but I think that Big Ben is a, a good start for this week. Um, you're going to bench Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield, you know, obviously he had he was a tail of two games last or in two halves last week. He was a guy who was just just showing up in the first half of that. He was just shredding the Colts defense, and then second half that's where a lot of his mistakes came through. So I think like you know with the Steelers defense, I mean they can put pressure on the quarterback. But I think Baker Mayfield. I mean, he he's a sit for me this week. At the running back position, you're gonna same thing. You're gonna you're gonna start Kareem Hunt. He's a he definitely. We saw what Miles Sanders did against the Steelers' rush defense. He had a good game, so I think Kareem Hunt can can have a good game. Um, you're gonna play James Conner in this game. And when it comes to at the wide receiver position, now OBJ he got sent home yesterday because of an illness. We don't know that what if that was COVID related or just a just a regular cold or or the flu. But just check his stats because he could be out. But we still got some time to see what happens. So OBJ, he can he can be a start this week um, at wide receiver. I think Juju, he's a start. He's a wide receiver too. Uh, he he definitely has not given the fancy owners what they had hoped for when drafting Juju. But it's the emergence of Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool that's kind of really capped his upside. But I do think that Juju is a is a play this week. You know, obviously depend, based based on your options, and then. For flex option for wide receiver, I think Chase Claypool he does have that that appeal. So and so is Jarvis Landry, but with Claypool, 
I said, I think it hinders on the status of Deontay Johnson. If Deontay Johnson is going to play this week, I think that you're going to see a, a very quiet game. You're not going to get four touchdowns from Chase Claypool. That's just an anomaly. That doesn't happen all the time. So I think that he can still have a decent fancy production game, but you're probably going to see more in the in the 10 to 15 point range rather than the, the 42 point range that he was last week. Um, and then I guess so your boom bust candidates are in this game are Deontay Johnson and and Austin Hooper. I think that Deontay Johnson, like I said, if he plays, I think he's a he's a he's a good play, but it's high risk, high reward because does he re-aggravate his back? Does he get injured again? So do you want to put him in your lineup and see what he does, or you want him on your bench just in case, you know, he's not healthy, so you save some of your 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 points for the week. But at tight end, I think Eric Gibron, he's a good play. I think uh, you know, the the Browns struggle with the tight end. And I think that that Ebron, he's gained, he's averaging like six targets a game. So I think that, you know, because he's implementing the offense a little bit more each game now, I think that Eric Ebron is a safe play. And then going on to the Bears versus the Panthers, you know, the Bears, you know, they, they've been struggling a little bit on offense, but, you know, what's, what's helping them is their defense. They play the Panthers and the Panthers are favored by, you know, one and a half points. The Overland is 44.5. You know, at quarterback, you can't really, you know, you can't play Teddy Bridgewater and you can't play Nick Foles. You know, even though the the Bears defense, you know, they're not the they're not the Bears defense of a few years ago, but they're very good against the pass. Like I said, Mike Evans was the first touchdown pass they had given up all season. You know, so I I, I think the upside's a little limited with the Panthers as a whole in the sense of. Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, and Teddy Bridgewater. I still think that Mike Davis has a good game in this. I think he's the startable player that's on this on this game is is Mike Davis, you know, at running back, and then David Montgomery. You know, he has the workload. You know, with Cohen out, Montgomery's gained the option. You know, he's gained he's he's number one option there. So David Montgomery is a good play there at wide receiver. You know, you're gonna obviously you have to play Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson's leading the league in targets, so I don't think that's gonna change at all. So I think Allen Robinson's a good play. And then you're playing DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson because if you don't have the luxury, DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson, they're, they're having good seasons. So you, I, I would say in a sense like DJ Robbie Anderson's having the better season than DJ Moore, but you th- these are these are number one options for these teams. So I think that the targets are both there for DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. So you still have to play them, even though the upside is capped. I still think that there are options for this week um, at the time. And then with the Bears. Anthony Miller, I don't want to play him. I understand, like, in in Darnell Mooney, these are two guys that are kind of sharing the load right now as a slot receiver. We don't know who's going to get the targets, who's going to get the touchdown. So as of right now, I'm not playing in any league that I have them in. They're they're usually, right now, they're on the free agent. They're they're in the free agent pool. So nobody's playing playing them in my league. But, you know, I figured these are options if you're you're really searching for someone to just kind of plug in, hopefully, for a touchdown or whatnot. And that tight end, you're going to play Jimmy Graham. I think Jimmy Graham, you know, he he's not the Jimmy Graham of old, but he is getting the touchdowns, and he and Nick Foles likes throwing to the tight end. So I think he does have some appeal this week. And then going on to the Lions versus the Jags. Now, this game, the the Detroit Lions are favored by three points, and the over-under is 54.5. Uh, at, the, at the quarterback position, I think Matthew Stafford, he's a fine play this week. And when it comes to like Gardner Minshew, I think like with him, I think he's more of a he's more of a, a kind of a boom bust. He's a streamer this week, so I think that if you are dealing with Joe Burrow, you're dealing with Matt Ryan, and any of those leggings, I think that I think 
Minshew definitely is a decent play uh, for this week. But I think that, um, you know, it's like I said, the, the Jags often struggle a little bit last week. And I think they do turn around against the Lions. It's a plus matchup for them. But at running back, you're going to play James Robinson. You know, this is a good matchup. Hopefully he he kind of reignites what we were hoping for. He was going to be last week against the Texans. I hope he, he makes it happen this week against the, the Lions. But he's a startable piece. But when it comes to the Lions backfield, I think that I think Adrian Peterson and both DeAndre Swift are both flex options this week. I think that, you know, DeAndre Swift finally had his first rushing touchdown. I think that they start implementing him more. I think this is what we're looking for is seeing how he was being used before the bye week. And hopefully now that the bye week has passed, that he's going to be able to be that guy this week um, going forward for the Lions. But, you know, Peterson's always going to, he's still going to get his touches, but I think that maybe they go ahead and go ahead and transition to DeAndre Swift as a running back. At wide receiver, you're going to play Kenny, you're playing Kenny Galladay. He has the best matchup this week against the corner. So with that, he's a very, very plus matchup. So I think Kenny Galladay has a big game this week. Um, and I think at that wide receiver for the Jacksonville Jaguars, um, right now, DJ Chark, he is he hasn't been playing. He's very limited at practice this week. So if that's the case, LaVisca Sinault Jr. becomes a good play this week. And I think Keelan Cole, if DJ Chark is out, I think Keelan Cole becomes a good boom-bust candidate this week because of what could happen with DJ Chark. And then with for the Lions, I think Marvin Jones is that boom-bust as well. You know, I, I'm... I'm I'm on the Marvin Jones, you know, bandwagon. I think that he has the potential to give you good fancy numbers, but this season it has not come to fruition right now. But I do think that uh, he definitely can have those good games, and this is a plus matchup. So I think that Marvin Jones could be that high risk, high reward player this, for this game. And then at tight end, you're going to play T.J. Hawkinson in this game. Uh, you know, he he's a he's a top ten tight end for me this week, and I think that he could have a, a decent game as well. But you know, it's it's one of those one of those games where it could be a, a good a good game, or it's going to be one of those games where you're frustrated because nothing's happening offensively. But I think that with these guys that are that are mentioned are going to have decent fancy outings, and they're going to the Jets versus the Dolphins. You know, Miami's favored by nine and a half points, and the over under is forty seven. I mean, the Jets. I don't know what to say about the Jets. The Jets are just in disarray right now, and. But I think that when it comes to fantasy, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick, he's a top 12 quarterback this week. I think that he's a great streamer. You know, he's been playing great all season. He had one bad game. But as of, as of right now, Ryan Fitzpatrick is, he's showing up and it's it's exciting to watch. So I think Ryan Fitzpatrick is a start this week. Um, obviously, you're not playing Joe Flacco. At running back, you know, Miles Gaskin is a good play. I think that Devontae Parker is a good play at the wide receiver position. I think Jameson Crowder is a good, you know, good start. I think Mike Jasicki is a good start at tight end. And when it comes to the the Jets' backfield with Le'Veon Bell not there, I mean, Frank Gore is the guy right now. And I think LaMichael uh, Ryan, he's a guy that, you know, he's the rookie that they drafted. He potentially could have a good game. But these are not guys I, I want to start. I mean, I don't want to, you know, I, I, I don't want to have a – aneurysm trying to watch this game if I if I played Frank Gore or the Michael Pete Ryan but th- those are the two running backs right now for the Jets and then Preston Williams you know Preston Williams he had a good game for the Dolphins last week I don't want to put my lamp right now I want to see if this if it's consistent did he turn the corner from his ACL reconstruction is he able to now play with confidence so if Preston Williams has another good game then um, I think he's a guy that you could you know 
to consider putting it like in your flex or as a or, you know as a wide receiver three. But right now, I'm going to wait and see if that was a, a was that a fluke game or is that going to be a consistent thing we're going to see week in and week out. And then going on to the Packers versus the Bucks, the Packers are favored by one point in this game. The over under is 55. You know, you're going to start Aaron Rodgers. You're starting Tom Brady in this game. At running back, you're starting Aaron Jones, Ronald Jones. And then at wide receiver, you're going to start Mike Evans. And Devontae Adams is back, so you're starting him. And I think at tight end, I think Robert Tanyan, let's see what he has. I mean, right, you, you can do worse at tight end. I think that even with Devontae Adams coming back, he's going to get majority of the targets. You know, they, they don't have that number two wide receiver yet right now. You know, at, with Alan Lazard out, you know, Marquez Valdez-Scantling has not shown up. So I think Robert Tanyan is the third option behind Aaron Jones. So I do think that if you have him, I think you can start him and see what happens. Um, when it comes to the boom-bust candidates for this game, I think Len Fournette, you know, Ronald Jones, he's the clear starter. Ronald, you know, Fournette is still coming back from an ankle injury. Who knows how his usage is going to be, but I think he's more of a boom-bust this week. I think Chris Godwin, I put Chris Godwin here because we don't know if he's actually going to be active. He's he's practicing at a limited basis this week, but we don't know if he's going to play. And it's a little concerning that it's taken this long for him to recover. So if he is active, do you, do you feel confident playing Chris Godwin? Because we don't know if he's going to be on a limited snap count. We don't know if he's even going to, you know, if he's, if he's going to even play. So I think Chris Godwin's just another, another player you have to monitor his status for the week. And I do all, like, I try to... I do a YouTube video every Saturday on the injury updates. And if I think the player is going to be in or out based on the information I get on Saturday, because usually Saturday, most teams declare if a player is in or out. So I do that video on YouTube on, on Saturdays. And as of right now, I mean, it, there's nothing that shows that he's going to play. So, but that could change. And he, you know, he could have a full participation today in practice and then th- that, that stuff changes. But I think that Chris Godwin is just one of those guys that you just have to, to, have low expectations if he's going to start this week, but he could have what, because a couple of weeks ago, DJ Chark was a guy that I had said, you know, I, I don't want to play him because I'm not, I'm afraid that he may not play a full game. He comes out and scores almost 30 PPR points. So that's, that's, that's a risk you take when you play a guy who's coming off injury. And then going to the Sunday night football game, we have the Rams versus the 49ers. The Rams are fair by three points and over under 51.5. Now at quarterback, I think Jimmy G you're going to sit. He had an awful game. He doesn't look healthy. I think that Jimmy G is not a startable piece this week. I think Jared Goff does have a, he's kind of that boom bust type of quarterback this week. You saw what Ryan Fitzpatrick did against the 49ers defense. Now, I obviously, I think that the Rams offense is a lot better than the Dolphins offense. So does Jared Goff have that good game or does he have just a complete dud? So Jared Goff for me, this is a division opponent. Usually division opponents are a lot harder to, to deal with just because they know the team so much, just because they play them so much. So I think that Jared Goff could could have a boom-bust type of game, um, especially if you're thin at, at quarterback. He may be a guy that you could play. But the running back position, I'm I'm back on Raheem Mostert. Like, he's going to be the starter. You have to play him. He had a good game last week. He had 90, you know, he had 90 yards. It's just that 49ers offense was completely just, just, just had a bad game last week. So I think... But I think Raheem Mostert is the guy you must start in this game. And I think for me, Daryl Henderson, he's a low RB2 for me this week. You start him. Like I said, it's hard to deal with this backfield because it's just like the, the Ravens backfield. We don't know who's going to get the carries. I mean, Henderson got the fancy points last week. He got the touchdowns. But then Malcolm Brown still had 11 carries. And then you had Cam Akers who had six carries. So, like, obviously they're implementing every single running back. It doesn't matter who gets the touchdowns. It's Russian roulette to figure out which one that's going to be. But I think 
as of right now, Daryl Henderson is the more consistent running back. So I think he's an RB2. I think at wide receiver, you're going to play Cooper Cup. You're playing Robert Woods. And then on the on the 49ers side of the ball, I think Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk, they're they're more of a boom bust for me. But uh, I do think that they're they're playable. It's just a matter of who's playing quarterback for the 49ers and how's this game streak going to go. But at tight end, I think you're going to obviously Kittle is going to be the guy that you're going to play with confidence. Tyler Higby's a little more questionable. I think he's still startable. But Joe Everett has been implemented more in the offense. So is, is this a timeshare between the two? But I think Higby, if I had to play a tight end as of right now on this team, Higby's the guy I'm going to go with. And that at the flex, I'm going to play Cam Akers. I think obviously we all had drafted Cam Akers as that that rookie running back with a lot of upside. Um, he has not overtaken the backfield yet, but he definitely does have some flex appeal based on the usage because he is the rookie they want him to play. So I do think that that Cam Akers does have some flex appeal. And then moving on to Monday night. So I did not realize this uh, in the recording last week when this when this happened, but the Chiefs and Bills game got moved because they were supposed to play last night th- on Thursday night because the Bills played on Tuesday night. I thought the game had gotten pushed back until sun or until Sunday. However, it's been moved to Monday, so they are playing at five o'clock on Monday. So the Bills versus Chiefs are, are have their matchup, and you know the over under is five points. The Chiefs are favored by five points. They have a fifty seven point five. Uh, over under this week so this is, this is supposed to be one of the bigger matchups this week but obviously you're starting Patrick Mahomes and you're starting Josh Allen and I hope before the before the game for these two because Josh Allen had had challenged Patrick Mahomes to a throwing contest on who can throw the ball further and I hope at the before the game they actually do this because I actually want to see who has the stronger arm between the two my money is on Patrick Mahomes but I think Josh Allen will not be a bad competitor I think that he will come close, but it'll be cool to kind of see that if that actually happens, but it probably won't because you don't want to throw out your quarterback's arm before the game, but it would be fun to watch. But those two are must starts. Um, like I said, at the running back position, you're playing Clyde edwards Solaire. This is probably the last game you get a full workload out of him. So I think that you have to play him obviously. Um, and you're going to play, you're going to play Devin Singletary. I think Devin Singletary, because of Zach Moss's injury status, I think Devin Singletary, he's a, he's a, he's a start for me this week. And then at wide receiver, you're obviously playing Tyree Kill. You're playing Stephon Diggs. Um, those are the must starts in this game. I think that you know John Brown and Miko Harmon have more of fle- they're more of a flex appeal for me this week. I do think that with with Watkins being out with bad hamstring, I think Hardman has a chance to have a good game. Uh, he's he's just one of those guys where he, he's he's being he's been, he's being implemented in the offense a lot more, where I feel more confident to play him more as a flex, and then. You know, John Brown, John Brown was, was, he's been dealing with a calf injury. So I do think that if he does play, he does have a, a decent flex appeal this week. And then Cole Beasley, Cole Beasley is that boom bust guy for me on this roster. Gabriel Davis has taken a lot of the more of the snaps, which leaves Cole Beasley with, with lesser targets, less, lesser snaps. So Cole Beasley in a PPR format, I think he's a low end flex, but I do think there's some appeal there still for Cole Beasley because he has not been overtaken by Gabriel Davis yet. It just, you know, you see the snaps being, you know, 56 snap. You know, I think Gabriel Davis is getting 54% of the snaps and then Cole Beasley is getting 54% of the snaps. So they're being, they're almost identical. So I think that as of right now, Cole Beasley is more the guy I lean towards, but he could be overtaken at some point. And then that tight end, the only tight end in this game you're playing is Kelsey. Travis Kelsey, he's the number one tight end so far this year. 
he continues to have a great a great season. So start Kelsey with confidence. And then when it comes to the the Monday night game, so we have the Cardinals versus the Cowboys on Monday night. We have green. Uh, we have the Cowboys. You know, it's over under fifty five. You know, obviously the Cowboys are doing with the loss of Dak Prescott and then bringing Andy Dalton. And you know, when it comes to fancy standpoint, I think that you know, obviously at the quarterback position, you're playing Kyler Murray. Um, for Andy Dalton, I think Andy Dalton's a boom bust because I do think that if you're if you're a Dak Prescott owner and you were in a two quarterback league, Andy Dalton's probably the guy that you went after hard, right? So Andy Dalton has appeal there because he has the weapons. I think that what cra- was here's a crazy stat that I saw. I was watching Colin Coward last or yesterday morning, and he can't. He made it. He always ha- he goes. He's a guy who goes against the grain all the time. He's a guy who tries to find stats that that matter to production and all that stuff. So he came out with, he had this, he he said this yesterday that in the first four seasons with the Cowboys, Dak Prescott was 40 and 24. His win loss record is 40, 40 and 24 with 97 pass touch, passing touchdowns in Andy Dalton's first four seasons in the NFL. He was 40, 40, 23 and one. So he almost identical records and Andy Dalton had 99 passing touchdowns. So the point he was making is that, is the drop-off so significant to the Cowboys where they cannot be a playoff team and Andal cannot make them a playoff team? I know that he there's these are numbers. We're talking about two guys that were in their prime early on in their career. Well, Andy Dalton's not that same guy. Andy Dalton is not four seasons in. He is he's a vet. He's a guy who's he's a backup now. So I understand what Colin Coward is trying to say in the exact of like why why it matters because of of production. But obviously, when it comes to fantasy and what what Dak Prescott brings to the offense is the running ability, QB draws. You know they have to account for him and run. You know, you know run options, all that stuff. So I think that that I get the point, but I do think that because Andy Dalton is not as mobile, it changes the Cowboys' offense completely. So I do think that Dalton is a good distributor of the ball. It's just not obviously not anywhere close to what Dak Prescott was in this offense, but. With that being the case, I still think that Andy Dalton is a, a decent play this week just because of the matchup and plus, you know, with with the, the weapons that he has. But, you know, like I said, Colin Murray, he's a must start at running back. You're, I think Zeke becomes more of the workhorse back because of Andy Dalton. I think Zeke gets a better better workload. And then Kenyon Drake, you know, Kenyon Drake's on that verge of not being startable right now. He's a low end RB2 for me this week. I do think that it's... It's just unfortunate what's going on with with Kenyon Drake, but uh, he's a guy that he he he's a he he's a guy you have to play because he's a, he's a starting running back that that is on the brink of losing his job. You know, the Chase Edmonds looks like, um, but at wide receiver you're playing you're playing DeAndre Hopkins, you're playing Amari Cooper, CD Lamb is a must start. A tight end, I think you can you can play Dalton Schultz in this game. I think that there's some appeal there, but I don't know how Andy Dalton's going to distribute the ball so. That's, that might be a guy that you could hope for a good game, but I look like he wasn't playing healthy last week anyway. So I think Dalton Schultz does have a, a decent decent outing this week. But uh, like I said, we don't know exactly how that's going to play out with Andy Dalton. And at the flex, I think Chase Edmonds is a good flex. He's he's now taking a bigger role in the offense, and he, you know he had a better fancy outing than than Drake last week. So I think Chet Edmonds now is a consideration in that every week flex until he takes over the job from Drake. It looks like. And then Michael Gallup, I think Michael Gallup is a decent uh, flex display this week because when Andy Dalton came in the in the game on Sunday, 
He distributed the ball three times to Cooper, three times to CeeDee Lamb, and three times to Michael Gallup. And when the game was on the line, he went to Michael Gallup. So I think Michael Gallup does have some appeal here. And I think that, you know, a, a wide receiver that's a kind of a boom bust for me is Christian Kirk. You know, he's the number two receiver for the for the uh, Cardinals. So I do think that, you know, obviously DeAndre Hopkins gets all the targets, but I do think that Christian Kirk does have some appeal here as a boom bust. But, you know, that's based on just volume. And when it comes to defensive streamers this week, I think the Dolphins have, they're a must start. I think that they, when they play the Jets, the Jets have pretty only one fancy option with Jameson Crowder. So I think that the Dolphins are a, a must start this week when it comes to defenses. And then Washington is a good play against the Giants. And the funny thing is the Giants are a good play against Washington. So those are the guys, the teams that you're going to stream on defense. And our bye weeks this week, we have the Raiders, Saints, Chargers, and Seahawks. So a lot of big names on bye weeks this week. But if you have any questions about your starts and sits or any fancy fall advice at all, you, leave, you can leave a comment below or you can email me at chip at greatonfantasyfootball.com and I'll try to answer all the questions I can. And then don't forget that I'll be doing my injury updates for week six on YouTube on you know tomorrow. So don't you know forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss that. And then with that being the case, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us over on Twitter and Facebook at The Gridiron Pod. I'm on Instagram at Gridiron Fancy Football. So that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day and good luck in week six.